Hi, this is your host, Corbin. And I'm Alan. And this is your guide for Denis Villeneuve's Enemy. Before we get into the making of the film, allow me to take you back to 2014 to remember the top movies released that year. There were The Grand Budapest Hotel, Gone Girl, Guardians of the Galaxy, Birdman, Captain America the Winter Soldier, John Wick, Big Hero 6, The Lego Movie, X-Men Days of Futures Past, Edge of Tomorrow, The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1, The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies, and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. So uh, it was a pretty big year for some blockbusters coming to an end, some kind of in the middle, and um, some kind of indie movies with Grand Budapest, Birdman, um, Whiplash. We've reviewed Whiplash from that year, and um, Interstellar and Godzilla. And early next year, we will review Kingsman, The Secret Service. Links to those reviews will be in the show notes below. I'm pretty sure I was in the theater for Hobbit. I think I was there for Guardians. Maleficent. Captain America, I think I was in the theater for. Amazing Spider-Man 2, I think I was in the theater for. Interstellar, I was definitely in the theater for. This was a busy (laughs) year. I know I was in the theater a lot in 2014. Yep, I can concur. I was in the theater for a majority of those movies. Uh, I remember seeing Maleficent at the drive-in, so... Anything I see at the drive-in, I end up not remembering very much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, naturally. If you'd like to reminisce more about the films of 2014, then head over to letterbox.com and make sure to follow me and Alan over there. Links to our profiles are below. At the 86th Academy Awards, Best Picture went to 12 Years a Slave. Enemy is Denis' second adaption of a previous work. Previously, in Cindy's, he adapted from a play. Enemy, he adapted from Jose Saramago's 2002 Nobel Prize winning novel, The Double. Now, there are some differences between the book and movie. We really won't go into those here, but the main ones are more so the psychosexual aspect of the movie. And the spider is a very prominent symbol throughout the film, but it is nowhere to be found in the book. In fact, Denis isn't sure whether Saramago would appreciate the spider, such a surreal symbol, being incorporated into his grounded world. Producer Niv Fickman, sorry if I said your name wrong, I, I it's like an Israeli-Canadian name, I don't know. Um, he is the one who brought the idea to adapt the book to Denis' attention. And much like with Incendies, Denis just fell in love with the book and was eager to adapt it. During production, Saramago did pass away, so he was never able to see the finished film. The movie premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival on September 8, 2013. It was domestically distributed by A24, which, revisiting this movie, I was really surprised to see that this is an A24 film. I didn't remember that at all, and me and Alan have seen a lot of A24 movies. I don't, this mm-hmm. might have been, be actually be our first one to review. Yeah, uh, this is also one of A24's like earlier films. Uh, their very first film was in 2013. So this is like still really early on for A24. Uh, oh, yeah. This is, I think, before they really hit their stride and people like who began, who like indie films began to pay more attention to them. So this is pretty early on for A24 stuff. I, I don't think I've seen anything before Enemy. I think Enemy's the earliest I've seen myself from A24. Although I have heard of like Spring Breakers and The Spectacular Now. I've, se- I've heard of them, but I haven't seen those two. I've seen The Spectacular Now. I do not recommend it, but um, that was a long time ago. Maybe my thoughts would change. 
Probably not. I don't have a desire to return to it. This piece of information I found to be actually the most fascinating. So despite prisoners coming out before enemy, enemy was shot before prisoners but released afterwards. I know that sounds really confusing, but this was the first time that Denis had worked with Jake Gyllenhaal, who is a star of this movie. So I was thinking he had worked with him on Prisoners and tapped him to do a smaller film, Enemy, but he had actually done Enemy and then he did Prisoners, but Prisoners just so happened to come out before Enemy. Um, now, granted, I'm talking theatrical, you know, wide distribution. Clearly, Prisoners, as I just said, was released in 2013, the same year as Enemy, but that was for film festivals, and then finally it was released broadly for audiences in 2014. Right. It took almost a year, I guess, to go from its, you know, its run at TIFF to finally being released theatrically for the wider audience to see. Because mm -hmm. you said it released TIFF like September. Mm -hmm. uh, was it March of the next year that it finally got into theaters? So, yes, it was in some places available to rent, I believe, on the like on a video streaming service, video on demand service in February. But then okay. it was more, uh, more so released theatrically in theaters for people to go see. Um, not, not a very wide release. We'll talk about here that here in a minute, but yeah, audiences had to wait about what half a year roughly to go see it. So the film did earn five Canadian screen awards, including best director for Denis, as well as a Canadian Screen Award for Best Supporting Actress for Sarah Gadden, and it actually won Best Motion Picture. It was named Best Canadian Film of the Year at the Toronto Film Critics Association Awards for 2014. So in Canada, this film was really big, as we've talked about with Denis' early films that were shot in Canada. Um, they kind of became the darling of Canadian filmmakers. He was kind of their prize filmmaker and you could just see with all these awards that he won that it just did really well in Canada particularly. Now it is interesting to note many critics did compare this movie to the films of David Lynch which we still may review someday. Uh, we'll see. Someday. We both We both love the David Lynch films. So as for how audiences and critics reacted to the film, currently on Letterboxd the film holds a 3.7 which is uh, is still very good, but it's actually lower than Prisoners and Incendies. It is tied with his third film, which was Polytechnique. On IMDb, it has a 6.9, which is honestly kind of surprising. Um, his films were very much on the upswing. This one actually yeah. ties with Maelstrom for scores on IMDb, and uh, which is actually his second lowest scored film on IMDb. That's interesting because uh, I've I've always heard like great things about Enemy um, even before I watched it. I think actually I think you showed it to me for the first time uh, yep. a while ago, a couple years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember hearing just amazing things about it. But yeah, hearing both of those scores. I mean, the letterbox is pretty good. IMDb is surprisingly low. I mean, for Denis, I would say. But uh, what... What does the Metascore look like? Now, the Metascore is interesting. It is actually tied for his l lowest scored film, tying with his very first film, August 32nd on Earth, with a 61 hmm. on Metascore, 
which is still in the green that uh, actually is the cutoff. 61 is the cutoff for generally favor favorable reviews. Um, that is pretty far down from Prisoners, which was 70, Incendies, 80, and his first three films are in the low 60s. But uh, just on the upswing listeners, everything from he here on out is actually in the 80s. Hmm. So, but yeah, tied for his lowest one, barely made it into positive. Interesting. The story is somewhat similar over on Rotten Tomatoes. It does have a 71% certified fresh critics rating. So a majority of critics did like it. It is still considered certified fresh. It's 10% lower from prisoners, 21% um, lower than Incendies. Um, it does have a 63% audience score. So audiences, everybody still liked this movie that saw it. Um, it's just not as enthusiastic as uh, any of his previous films. This is actually his um, lowest audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. So it seems like everyone generally thought it's pretty good. Uh, critics more so than audiences, though. Audiences are not as enthused with this one. Which is interesting because, like we've noted with the last few Denis films, they've been very high scoring. Um, I mean, honestly, they've all been pretty high from the beginning of time since his very first film, August 32nd. Um, so it's a bit surprising to see a movie come along, Enemy, um, and have it score a bit lower than, you know, what we're used to on the this retrospective. Maybe that's because Prisoners came out and not many people, not, I guess not many Americans have seen his films until Prisoners. Um, and then go to Enemy, it's a bit different if they had a chance to see it or knew about it. Um, I don't know. It's a little bit surprising that the score is a bit lower this time. Not horrible, but lower still. Yeah, it does surprise. His scores were on the upswing. And I hate to use the word worst because these are still positive scores. But yeah. these are con this is considered either his lowest regarded film or tied with his lowest, second to lowest. It is at the bottom of his oeuvre of work. So some people do consider this to be quote unquote his worst film which is surprising considering we just said it won all those awards and it, yeah. it seems the reaction is you know tepid it's fine it's it's a good movie now as far as people actually seeing this in theaters opening weekend it was only released in one theater and then for its widest release it was only in 120 theaters so um barely anybody saw this in theaters it was mostly going to be video on demand um, I believe I actually saw it on Netflix, maybe, or Amazon. I don't remember quite, mm. but I came to it a couple years later through streaming. Yeah, I know we watched it together, um, but that sounds... Uh, I mean, I know it's not going to make a whole lot of money. We've talked about, you know, independent films in the pa and past podcasts that uh, get a small release. No one really hears about it. They don't really make a whole lot of money in the theater. Um, that's just kind of how these things kind of roll with more independent films. You have to kind of go out of your way to find them. Uh, this seems to be the case for this one, even though it did play at TIFF, which is still a big deal. Uh, mm -hmm. what's the opening weekend like, dare I ask? <laughs> the opening weekend, it only grossed $16,000 and it opened yeah. at number 66, uh, which is way at the bottom. That's what I wondered. <laughs> I uh, that that's what I wondered. 
that sounds about right. What about the overall domestic and foreign box offices? I'm guessing those probably aren't very high. They were not high at all. Um, domestically, the film only grossed a little over a million dollars in the foreign markets, very close to two and a half million for a worldwide total of just under three and a half million, about $3.4 million. So um, this yeah. is our, well, okay, it's not as lowest grossing movie. It did gross more than Maelstrom and Polytechnique, which that really doesn't quite surprise me since there's much more well-known actors here and Denis had been doing stuff more at this point. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's rather small opening, uh, rather small uh, winnings and or, or the small box office run. Again, this is almost standard, I guess, for more independent films. Every once in a while you hear about an independent film that just goes nuts in the theater. Uh, this is not one of them. Other little tidbits of information. This is Denis' return to the 235-1 aspect ratio. Um, his last two films were actually in 185-1, um, which more so fills up your screens at home. Um, his last film to do 235-1 was Polytechnic, which was a couple years ago. So interesting mm -hmm. to see him return to the cinematic format. And that is the format he sticks with um, for the rest of his movie so far, actually 239-1, so a little little wider than that but nevertheless thought it interesting he's a director that plays around with aspect ratios so what opened that weekend with enemy well mr peabody and sherman was number one at the box office and it had been out for two weeks already 300 rise of an empire was number two it got knocked down from number one um, Need for Speed opened that weekend. I like that movie, actually. I think people should check that one out. Number three, Nonstop at number four, and The Single Moms Club opening at number five. So in its second week, it did see a 1,122.9% increase in <laughs> its box office revenue, um, jumping all the way up to number 26 at the box office. That weekend, God's Not Dead beat this movie out. Um, so did Divergent and Muppets Most Wanted. Um, also, Lars von Trier's Nymphomaniac Volume 1 um, opened at number 29. So this did do better than Lars von Trier's movie, which I haven't seen. Probably won't see that. I love Melancholia, but uh, that one's probably going to be too much for me. Um, so it did look like the highest it ever achieved at the box office was that second weekend at 26, um, because in its third week, it went down a notch to 27. And from there on out, it just plummeted. All right. Thanks for joining me, Alan. I'll see you on Monday. Sure thing. Thank you listeners for coming along with me as I've been your guide to the production and impact of this film. Now that you have your guide to enemy, make sure to subscribe to the podcast for Alan and I's full review coming next Monday. And tune in the week after as we go south of the border with Sicario. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.